And we're back to episode six, five, I don't know, of the Upfake Hour, the most fundamentally sound podcast ever. Um, I did not come up with that, and yet I'm the one who has to say it. I'm joined with me as always, my permanent guest, Will McDonald. How's it going? What's up, man? So, you're hurting. Oh, yeah. Do you want to uh, tell I'm, the the, tell list, the 10 listeners what happened? I'm just an in- idiot. Threw out my back, deadlifting. So, I'm out for a bit. If you have one on Snapchat, you probably see him in the gym all the time. We try. Um, so, there's a bunch of stories that we could talk about. You didn't want to do any preparation and just thought nope. we could just... I have like five or seven topics here that I think that we could talk about, and you don't want to talk about any of them without me just like rattling it off first. You just rattle it off. I want to. Okay. Oh, I'm oh natural. I'm gonna pick the topic that I think you are gonna, uh, like have the most to say, and that is right after. Wait, let me guess. Oh, never mind. You go. No, no. I want you to guess first. Well, I know the topic that I have the most to say about. Then what is it? Seattle's getting a franchise, baby. Okay, that was part of not uh, that was part of it. Of, I mean, not okay. not the one I was just about to talk about, but I had I had that like circulating for what I wanted to talk about. Okay, right. so part of what I was going to talk about was the next CBA, but um, okay, let's talk about that. Um, they should never have left. No, absolutely not. I don't. Oklahoma City is a terrible, terrible market. No, it's 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 actually I completely disagree. Um, it's the only thing they have besides college football. And Oklahoma City is one of the best fan bases in the league. So it's not the see. same as Seattle. No, they never should have left Seattle. They should have just added OKC. I don't know. I mean, like, I, I, granted, I do think OKC isn't like... But if you were just to like... I don't see you if you're the NBA seeing, like, all right, we need to make Oklahoma City a market. Like, I I, I, I do think that, like, yes, they have stuff to offer. But like, if you're, there's other cities out there that are better markets than OKC that don't have an NBA team. Like what, Pittsburgh? I why not? The Pittsburgh Steelers are one of the most prominent NFL teams in the league. Yeah, I don't know. Pittsburgh's a hockey and a football town. That is true. I feel like people from Pittsburgh don't really care about basketball, but I do think that city like fits well for just sports. And I feel like if if there was a Pittsburgh basketball team, that would be very well. I think that there's just X amount of cities you could drop in well, and just say Kansas that, City's also getting a basketball team. I guess what Kansas City's also getting a basketball team. Yeah, that I don't like. Certain cities just shouldn't have basketball teams. Like, New Orleans is not care. a basketball city. As long as Seattle gets their team, I'm happy. I'm thrilled. I do. I, hold on. Are there, are there four teams in Texas? Three teams? Uh, there's Dallas, San Antonio, and Houston. Houston. There's three. Okay, three. Because I, I do like Austin. I don't know if that's a good basketball mar- basketball that's, city, but it's a good market. I don't know. If you can have a basketball team in Salt Lake City, you can have a basketball team anywhere. That's what I mean. There's just not good. Like, like, like there's a lot of – I do like how kind of now, like, the, the lower markets are, like, becoming, like, prominent teams. Like, 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 Golden State Warriors were the prominent team in California for the better part of a decade where you have two teams in L.A. Milwaukee was first in the league last year. Toronto won the chip, and they're from a fucking different country. So I do like how these other markets are kind of becoming a prominent part of the league. And I, I still think the Indiana Pacers can kind of like they're not quite here, but I feel I feel like they could be able to. They would have been the three seed last year if old people didn't get hurt. Yeah. But yeah, so Seattle's getting a team. Uh, do you think that they stick with the Seattle SuperSonics, or do they have to? Oh, like, I hope so. I'll I'll have a riot if they're not the SuperSonics. 
I just because I love that color scheme. I love that jersey. I love those logos. Like, yeah, just bring it all back. But I I don't know when the next CBA is, but when it is, they have a lot of stuff to, fi- to fix. Um, because it was during the last CBA which made it so that like p- players like Chris Paul and John Wall could get those like dumb dumb big contracts. I think it's detrimental to a franchise you are going to pay a majority of cap space to players like that. Yeah. Um. Okay, that wasn't really what I was going to talk The first story I was going to talk about was right after we recorded our last episode, the next two days, the Celtics and the Nets played, and there was a lot of talk about Kyrie Irving. Do you have anything to say about the issue before I go in? No, go ahead. You're a Celtics fan. So you would not call yourself a Celtics fan? I'm like a fair-weather Boston fan. Okay. I don't like for example like right now in the regular season there's multiple teams I'm rooting for more than the Celtics but come playoff time if the Celtics are the only team left like I'll probably root for them. I'll probably root for them when they're the only team left. Like all right. So so my like just first off what's your what was your opinion on Kyrie in terms of him being in Boston and all that nonsense the past year or so? His time in Boston? Yeah. Like cuz everybody I mean, has something to say about that. He's absolutely something else like he's arguably the weirdest he's one of the weirdest players since Dennis Rodman I would say just <laughs> mentally I just don't know where his headspace is yeah. that that's ever. the biggest thing where like I think the biggest is Kyrie Irving is that not even he knows what the fuck he's doing like he has no idea what he's thinking what he's feeling what he's gonna do from any second to next but everybody kind of like Everybody from Boston hates Kyrie. They blame him. They hate him. They yell at him. I do think that, like, when, like, just in general, fans don't give him a fair shake in terms of what happened the the last year. Granted, that being said, when he does get his fair shake, it doesn't look that good for him. But, because people are pointing to the Celtics this season as opposed to last season. But that's not fair, because it's not like they just traded flat-out Kyrie Kemba, and that's the only thing that happened with the team. Uh, Gordon Hayward comes back. And he's healthy now. We got rid of Tyre Rozier. We got rid of Marcus Morris. We got rid of Aaron Baines. Like, the team is entirely different. So, just to compare this team to last team is not entirely fair. Because the team is just... The whole landscape of the organization is just so drastically different. And then, when you break it down to stuff that was going wrong with the team, like, Gordon Hayward should not have been starting. And he was playing, like, 25, 26 minutes a game flat out from the season. That should not have been happening. I love Gordon Hayward, but you just aren't ready. You do need reps, but you just aren't ready to play that much that quick after being out for so long with such a gruesome injury. I just think that people blame Kyrie too much, but that's not taking away from Kyrie's head case. He's the number one head case in the league, maybe in the history of the league. Yeah, I don't know about history. I mean, when it comes to head cases, like he, like he has been... Like like uh, I was listening to another NBA podcast uh, a couple like right before the show and this and this guy who was a Cleveland fan said that like like they kept it under wraps during Kyrie's like first year in Cleveland first years in Cleveland like that he was the same way but they just kept it secret like that he was just has been like this from the start and and even during the LeBron era he was unhappy because he wanted to be the go to guy and they were trying to get rid of him when he was playing with LeBron. Wow, you got nothing. I just, in, in a league that's had Dennis Rodman, Ron Artest, uh, God, just the entire, like, 04 Pistons, or, sorry, 04 Pacers, 
I mean, I can't call Kyrie the biggest head case in league history when multiple players on the Pacers fought people in the stands. Ron Artest was a was a, like a hothead. He's not a head a head case. Means like you're. Ron Artest like, was the closest thing to Mike Tyson the NBA's ever seen. You know, like, like how has there not been a thirty for thirty on the Malice in the Palace? Because they don't want to bring. I think it's because uh, they you, don't want to talk you, about it. They don't want to illuminate it, but um. You know what I always say about the Mouse in the Palace, right? Say it, because I've heard this. You say it. Just say it. The only people that don't enjoy the Mouse in the Palace were the people getting the shit kicked out of them. <laughs> Everyone else loved it. The fans, lo- unless you were a fan getting beaten up, the fans loved it. I, yeah. the, I mean, the media secretly loved it. The only people who didn't like it were the people on Center and the people on ESPN who were like, oh, this is, this is absolutely terrible. I think this is... I think this is the most disgraceful thing I've ever seen on a basketball court. What do you think, Jim? Oh, yeah, Scott, I think this is absolute travesty. It's like it's like they just saw someone die. Like, no, it was a bunch of athletes who were just clearly just physically better than the fans who had the audacity to, like... And there were de- someone definitely dropped an N-bomb. I'm sorry, someone definitely did. It's 2004 in Detroit with a bunch of white dudes in the stands. Someone definitely dropped an N-bomb in there. So and if I'm if I'm Ron Artest, I'm throwing. I don't care. And it's sad because he, he low-key, that was prime Ron Artest. And he almost he might have been an MVP candidate that year. Do you remember, like, what, like, do you remember what happened? Because I have no idea what happened. Yeah. No, it, no, it, I mean, I mean, I, mean, I, I, I asked that question before. Do you happen what happened afterwards? It was, like, punishment? Yes, Ron Artest was suspended the rest of the season. Okay, okay. And that's why I say that's such a shame because he was actually like good. People forget that. See, I didn't know that he was suspended the no, whole season. That was, was like early. Yeah, no, they were like four. They were like ten games there or something. And the man was suspended the rest of the eighty-two games, however many there. I think it was like seventy-three game suspension. So I think it's like the longest non-drug suspension in the league. Damn, I didn't know that because at first I thought that like I was gonna bring up like what what do you think would happen if that would happen nowadays? Like like he would have been arrested, like find a billion. Like I I think that like damn I didn't. Right, okay, so I, then that 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 tears down my argument where I was gonna say that the argument that like the 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 uh, the punishment would be more today, but suspended the whole season when they were only a couple games in. But do you think a thirty for thirty wouldn't work if uh, Wallace and Artest like weren't like they weren't in it? They didn't want to talk about it. Do you think that a thirty for thirty would even be worth it at that point? You mean Rashid? Yeah, Wallace or Ben? Right? I don't remember which Wallace brother it was, but it was it was a Wallace. It was. Ben. Okay, first of all, they weren't brothers. Not Second brothers. Of all, I don't know why I said that. At that point in time, I don't think Rashid was on the team yet. I'm not sure though. It was Wallace and Artest. Those were the people who were fighting, and then then yeah, remember. I forget which Wallace it was. I don't remember which I, it, but, but, but... All I remember is that Ron Artest was ready to throw anyone a haymaker. And yeah. I loved it. You still haven't answered my question. I, I forget the fight. I, said, I mean, I, do you I think remember that, that do, it was Jong. Do you think that a documentary would work if both of them weren't in it? I... Because why even make it? it, it, it no, it wouldn't work if Ron Artest wasn't in it. If he's not in it, it doesn't work. I mean, you could say this, but the Fab Five documentary, Chris Webber wasn't in it. Uh, yeah, but Ron Artest literally beat up a fan, whereas Chris Webber just happens to be like the best player on Michigan. I don't know. Well, I no, feel like he, he, can't he had he had the uh, the uh, the the scandal with the guy paying him, and he uh, had the notorious uh, timeout technical foul. Yeah, I don't know. Um, have we get a head case? Oh yeah, but that's not. He's not a head case. He's just a hothead. He wasn't a head case. Okay, well, if you, I'm not getting into that semantic argument. Like, like, like Dennis, Dennis Robinson's a head case. 
Dennis uh, Rodman, yeah. But just yeah, I feel like people don't talk about the whole Kyrie Celtics issue with like like the like as as accurately as they probably should. But that being said, I do think Kyrie is just a team cancer. Okay, so there's like 50 to- stories that I want to go to, but you brought it up this annoying thing of like not wanting to pick which topics we talk about. Uh, go ahead. Pick one. All right, so this is just going off of, did you watch the, the Rockets-Spurs game? No, I don't have a TV here. You don't have a laptop? I do have a laptop, but uh, it, it takes a lot of energy for me to want to bootleg an NBA game. Okay, I I I don't bootleg NBA game. I saw I saw everything I needed to see about Rocket Spurs. I saw the dunk. Well, and I it saw was the it was it was a double it was a double OT game still, but there was just so much. There was it was like over 200, 250 points, something like that scored in that game. It was like there was just no defense. Every Rockets game is gonna be like an average of like one twenty five. It's 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 just, but yes, the dunk what like. This just goes into a great topic of the coach's job. What do you think? What's your opinion on that? That might be the stupidest refereeing I've ever seen. Yeah, that's that's I, that's garbage. It literally, he he dunked it. Yeah, for those of you who don't know or care, uh, James Harden was on a breakaway, dunked the ball, but it was it was in the net, and the way the net spun, it threw the ball back on top of the rim and then rimmed out, and then they thought that he missed it, so then they kept like playing and it went out of bounds, and then then the refs ruled it not a basket, and it was one of the worst missed calls. It was one of the worst calls I've seen in my years of watching basketball, and and then that that changed the game because the the Rockets lost that game, and if they counted that two point basket it, they might have won because like i mean granted who knows but on paper they win if that basket counts and now the rockets are petitioning for them to either just have the league flat out give them the win for the rest missing that call or for them to replay the game from that point on uh with like nine minutes left in, in the game i do i understand both sides where it's like rockets suck it up take the loss but at the same time there needs to be some sort of action taken for just very very poor officiating yeah, I don't know. I don't like that. I'd rather. Who's the guy who fixed NBA games? Tim Donahue oh, or whatever. Donahue, yeah. I, I would rather him ref that game than ever have those refs ref that any basketball game. It, I don't think that just like I don't think I don't think that was the fixed games. It was just the fact that like, he made certain things happen a certain way. It's not that he fixed I would, them. I would rather. I would rather Ray Charles, Stevie Wonder, or Pete Rose ref an NBA game before I let any of those officials ref another NBA game. Is Pete Rose blind? No, he just bet on yeah. things. Yeah. He just gambles. Uh, <laughs> um, there's just like, this is just such like, every time like I like finish my opinion on a story, there's always like a five second delay and you're just like, do I care about what he just said? <laughs> it's just like, there's just always this slight silence after a talk where like, you're just like, yeah, you just like don't have anything to, but like, I do, like there's and do you remember that that uh call last year when Kevin Durant was like nine feet out of bounds? Yeah, like there has just been so much bad officiating over the past couple months or years of basketball, and just nothing happens. But this just brings back to my overall uh topic I want to talk about about the coaches challenge. What's your opinion of the coaches challenge? It's. The dumbest thing. I mean, has it worked? I think it worked once for Doc. It. I think I, that. I think I, that I the league percentage is like 
thirty. I can I can look it up right now. But I, I mean, it's a good concept. I like the concept. It I just do like the really concept. Work. NBA challenge percentage. I do like the. I do like the in that like there should, um, there should be like some sort of like way for them to like have a six. Like they should like it, on paper it makes sense, but they're it's never gonna work the way that. Okay, I don't. I can't find the percentage, but I do know that um the percentage goes down quarter to quarter. So like first quarter is the highest percentage, second the, the and then like the fourth quarter it's the lowest percentage of coaches of coaches challenges that get overruled. But Brad Stevens is like gone on record saying how much he hates it and he thinks it's stupid. And he even dropped an f bomb. He's like, I'm fucking done with these. Like, and that's Brad Stevens who looks like he just is like fresh off the farm. Like, it's, he just looks like the most like, like innocent guy ever. And Doc, do you remember that? Did you see that challenge where I don't remember who it was, but it was it was Doc Rivers challenged the call, uh, of like some dumb foul. And he was just one on record just talking about how much he hates it. Like, like, a lot of coaches don't like it. I do think that like, it makes sense for it to work, but it's just, it just at this point, get rid of it. There's yeah, the delay. I, I don't really know what you do if you're the NBA for that. You just have to, like, either, A, ask more of your refs, or, B, have don't have, I think that this could be, don't have the refs on the floor be the one making the challenge call. Like, have, it, have them throw it to, like, a booth. And then they are the ones who, like, dictate, like, whether or not they think the challenge should be overruled or not. Yeah, I feel like the challenge doesn't really affect the NBA too much. So it's, I personally don't care too much about it. I think it matters because, like, say, because I think that the rule was that they couldn't challenge the play because of the time that had elapsed uh, between the call so that Mike D'Antoni wasn't able to challenge that. But if he does, that's a, that's and they any challenges that he should have won. I don't know if the refs would have given him it because because they don't want to admit that they were wrong. But he they win that game if that challenge is overturned, and they, that that's a game. And in the West, every game matters. Well, in the East too, uh, people shit on the East because the East is terrible. If you break it down, I think that like like by position, the East is beating the West in terms of like records for like playoffs. Well, that's because the West also got weaker. The West did get very weaker. I think the East got even. I think the East got a little stronger. The West got more top heavy. So, but like, if you break down the the Suns are currently the eighth seed in the West, and they're nine they're and eleven. 13, right? They're nine and eleven. The Suns, and they're in the and they're in the playoffs right now. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, I I I would like to issue. I mean, they're not going to keep it up, and there's no way they make the playoffs. But I would like to issue an, an apology to the Suns. Because we both wait. Just... Can I? Can I? Can I just list a few apologies I have? Sure. I'm. I'm. I'm sorry for believing in the Hawks. I mean, um, to be fair, their one of their young stars got got. No. Suspended. Yeah, but he's not the difference of like eleven wins. They're like five and seventeen. They're, so I, they're, I'm sorry. Just, just, they're I'm five sorry and seventeen. I'm... But if he's there, I think that they can bring it up to like the tenth seed, which is which is only a couple. All right, but, continue. Okay. I'm sorry because I was very wrong on the Hawks. All the other bad East teams, I I think I got right though, and I'm sorry to the Pacers because they're good, or at least there's no, they're not good, but they're solid, and I didn't give them credit. And I really hope Oladipo comes back healthy because they're going to make it really interesting. Um, I'm sorry to the Suns because even though they're going to be mediocre and miss the playoffs, they're not as bad as I thought they were going to be. I'm sorry for Devin Booker for having to waste 
the beginning of his career, though, still. Um, I'm sorry for anyone who's affiliated with the Warriors organization, because that's just awful. But before... I, I think that's it. Before the Warriors uh, even had their injury problems, you had them at I had nine. them at the playoffs. I didn't have them making the playoffs, yeah. I had them so at six. And I still think if if uh, even if they don't have their injury problems, they don't touch six, but they don't touch anywhere near. They're, they're the last in the league. They're last yeah. in the league Bro, by, by, a, by two games. They're putting out a D-League lineup every night. I, All right. I'm gonna get into, so my apologies are I am not sorry for the Spurs because they're currently 8-14, and 14, and I had them finishing 10th, and I don't think they're going to turn it around. So I'm not sorry for the Trailblazers because they're 8-13. and 13. I don't see them turning around, and I don't care how much you give Melo NBA Player of the Week honors. Oh, that's, yeah, that was brutal. That was like... Uh, imagine, imagine <laughs> overlooking two guys who averaged like 40 the past week just to give it to some like scrapyard past his prime old guy. I mean, Melo, Melo played good. Like he played yeah. good. He played very, uh, and he, they went three, and oh, so I get that, but Harden averaged 47 over like a four game span. Luca probably averaged a triple double in that week. Roughly probably. Yeah. All right. So I'm not sorry for the Spurs. I'm not sorry for the Portland Trailblazers. Um, I'm trying to think. I think I I believed too much in the Bulls, if I recall. I think I had them a little higher, um, and I did not expect the my not the I did not expect the Magic to be as quote this good. But they're currently ten and eleven. Like I didn't expect that. I expected them to be extremely mediocre in five hundred. They are. I think they are the most mediocre team in the league because like because they're not they're not good and they're not like bad but they are just the most mediocre yeah okay so we have a little bit of time before we take a break which leads me to i think a, a fairly uh debatable thing of which division in the nba do you believe is the toughest the toughest yes oh give me a second because there's i mean this year Yes, the, I this almost, year. I, I'll I say this year. Said, I almost said the NFC West. Jesus. The NFC um, West. Right now, right now, even though the Warriors are a laughing stock, no, uh, no, it's pretty good. No, 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 give me a second. I'm talking out my thoughts. I'm okay. talking out my yeah, thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Okay, they got uh, the South's got the Spurs. I forget what the names are, but they got they're one of the divisions is the Spurs, Rockets, Southwest, yes, yeah, Mavericks. That that one's pretty solid with the Pelicans. Um, I mean. The the Atlantic has three very solid teams. They have four playoff teams. teams. Yeah, and I'm trying to think. I would have to say, okay, in the East, it's definitely the Atlantic. I think like, I, my my pick overall is the Atlantic. I think that I think that's the toughest division. I would go in the East, Atlantic overall. I'll go. That's tough. I'll go Pacific overall. Yeah, I do think, but I the Pacific I, has two title contenders, one probable playoff team, one young team that's doing way better than expected, and then one absolute garbage fire. You you gonna say the Kings are doing way better than expected? No, the Suns are doing way better than expected. Oh. The Kings might make the playoffs. Oh, you're saying the Kings are the probable playoff team? Yeah, like as an eighth seed right now. Currently, the Suns are higher than the Kings. 
Yeah, well, we, I, I think we can agree that probably won't last. I mean, right now, I'm not liking what I'm seeing from the Kings. Granted, they did beat us, but, like, that was... I mean, I, I mean, the other division has the Timberwolves, Nuggets, Jazz. That's a good division because it's 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 pretty Blazers, it's pretty Blazers solid. Blazers are in that, but they're in last place in that division. Wait, so it's Timberwolves, Jazz, Blazers, Thunder. Oh, that's a that's like a very solid division. That's a well. very solid. It's it's a dependable. You know what you're getting. Yeah, but definitely in the East is Atlantic. But my like, so yes, you do. Um, I think you do have the biggest parity in the Atlantic, whether you have the Knicks, who which these teams get to play, get to play the Knicks four times in a year, and that's unlike a team like uh like I don't know, like the Pacers have to play the Bucks four times, but I but like you say you so, so say the Celtics, you have to play the Raptors, the Sixers, and the Nets four times. I think that's the hardest uh twelve games that you could pick out of like any other division. Like if you're the Lakers, you you play the Clippers four times. Yeah, that's tough. You play the Warriors four times. Who cares? You play the Suns four times. Whatever. You play the Kings four times. Okay. Like, I think the Atlantic is like the, that's the toughest division because, well, first off, it's the team with the most playoff teams, and it's the, it's the division with the most playoff teams, and it's the most like tightly competitive. With with granted the bigger drop off, but I still think it's the most competitive. And I do like um, the the Northwest Division, which has the Nuggets, the the Jazz, and the Timberwolves. But I do think that, like in reality, that team only has one contender. I mean, that oh, I keep saying team at the conference, the division. I think that the Atlantic has three contenders. The Pacific has two. Uh no, the Atlantic has no real title contenders besides the Sixers. You don't think that there's you don't consider the Raptors or the the Celtics contenders? No. Cuz I don't in 100,000 years I don't see them. Unless like I'm saying contenders as of like being in the finals. Being in the finals? Okay, fine. Yeah, they have three contenders. All right. But like all right. So I I get what you're saying that like maybe these teams like don't have a chance to like make the the finals, but Grant, you don't know who's coming out of the West. Like it, it's all about matchups. Like certain teams could be, take certain teams in, in a seven game series. But I do. All right, so I think we're gonna take a break. The Atlantic Division is the toughest. It's it's confirmed. And when we come back, we have some other stories we can talk about. And we're back to part two of the Up Fake Hour episode. I don't know. Okay, so you, as we were just talking about the break, you haven't really heard a lot about this, but the NBA talking about having a mid-season tournament. It, it'd be right around Christmas time, and it's basically, like, they, they're trying to have incentives to, like, um, to, like, make people care, because people are kind of scoffing at it. But they're talking about like having like like doing like some interesting things with the seedings with this tournament as opposed to what they do in the playoffs. Maybe having some draft incentives or money incentives. So, what's your first reaction? Because this is like the first time we're hearing really about it. Yeah, I don't get it at all. What, you like, said what? there's draft incentives. What are? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. They're they're just working it out. Like 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 you don't so you don't like it. I mean the way you described it, no. Really? Nothing? Nothing? Unless I'm missing something. Here, I'm. Oh crap! Didn't mean to do that. All right. So I mean, I know Harden hates it. 
Yeah, but I don't really care what anything James Harden has to say. He yelled. Did you see anything he yelled at a fan at the Spurs game? Yeah, like he doesn't want to take the free throws. Either. Yeah, the, the guy said nobody wants to see a free throw shooting contest. And then James Harden responded with, nobody wants to see fouls either. Which, I'll give him credit, he answered very quickly. But his response makes no fucking sense. What do you mean nobody wants to see fouls? You're saying, oh, they should be fouled. I'm like, shut the fuck up, James Harden. You know what you're doing. James Harden free throw hunting is like that thing when you're playing the video game. You have to defeat the boss. But there's only like one move that does a lot of damage. So you have to like keep just doing that one move over and over and over and over yeah, again. James James Harden is the equivalent of me playing Smash because all I do is side B. That's what I mean. Like it's that it's that it's that you have that one trick that you know is gonna work, and so you just have to keep doing that, doing that, doing that, doing that. It's side like, B and side B and up B. That's side B for Harden is driving and getting fouled. Up B is step back three. The step back. Oh my god. Yeah. So so James Harden. I don't care what you say about the midseason tournament. But I really like this idea. One, it's exciting for players. I mean, it's, it's exciting for fans. It might up the viewership because who doesn't love tournaments? Who doesn't love playoffs? March Madness is the most watched thing in sports because it's just really exciting. And I do think that, like, if you talk, like, what about this? Just, like, the legacy of it. When you go back 20 years later, look at a player's career, and you could say, oh, he won the midseason tournament, and then he won the, the NBA Finals. So he has, he's double-belted. It's like... I think that, like, that's a big thing either. Also, it can maybe be a thing where you rest your players and then you bring up, like, your G League players or your bench players and just have them, like, have them have a showcase to show their talent. Yeah, that might be cool. I just think generally just the playoff, I mean, the playoff atmosphere and just, like, it's the title. It's, like, it's, it's just a championship. I think, I think that should be enough. Well, and so that's interesting because it, I like how a lot of the soccer leagues are set up. Um, yeah, that's I heard the league. comparisons to soccer. I I know nothing about professional soccer. Okay, so well, first of all, I'm a big fan of the idea of relegation because it completely gets rid of the idea of tanking. I don't know what relegation is. Um, in the prom or in most soccer leagues, the bottom three teams are sent to a second division, so it would be like getting sent to the G League. They can't do it in the NBA because it's already. Been, yeah, that yeah. would. I I don't. I don't even like that in in practice. No, it's actually phenomenal. It works perfectly in soccer. Okay. Um, also, though, soccer second leagues are like good, whereas the G League is not. It's lower than the WNBA. Come on, man. What? I don't think that's after what we said last week. I was defending it somehow. I never thought I'd see the day where I defended the oh, I can de- I can defend it. I just think that if, if you want to talk about um, the uh, parody in terms of money is stupid. That's my biggest thing with the WNBA. Um, but, all right, so what were you saying about the soccer aspect of this? Well, no, okay, so in soccer, there's so many tournaments that you could make the case that, like, who cares? But at the same time, like, okay, in the Premier League, for example – um, actually, no, in La Liga, you have, like, the... No, okay, I'll go back to the prime. There's, like, the FA Cup, which is, like, a mini in-season tournament, which would be what the NBA is resembling. And, like, people take pride in it, even though it's not the whole season championship. Like, people care more about winning the title, like, season championship. Yeah. But, like, let's say you win the the season championship and the FA Cup. That's even more, like, important. Yeah. yeah. Then, then, then you're on your way to winning a treble. All you have to do is win the champions or the Europa League. I, I I really like this. I think that um, because I don't I don't know I don't think there's any incentive that you could give a team 
to make to make the players want to play more. You know what I mean? No, yeah, they should probably shorten the season. Um, I did, yeah, but there's always you can always short. I think the most you can get it down to would be like seventy six games. That's the most. Where did you get that number? I'm just thinking out loud. How do you think that do you think that they would the owners would let you take six games off? They would never let that happen. The owners wouldn't like it, but yeah, and there's the one. They're the ones who have a say. I suppose. The the most games you're gonna get off is like four. Oh, we'll see. But also, we instead of like maybe um uh, oh my god, instead of uh taking less games off, what do you feel about pushing the start of the season up? I mean, um, uh, back a little bit, back a few weeks, and then just having the end finish a little bit later. What would that do? It it gets you out of because like when the basketball starts, it's like the World Series is happening, football is in full effect, and then if you just maybe push a little bit after that, maybe you just get a little bit more viewers. Um. Yeah, are you saying because the ratings are down on TNT by twenty three percent and ESPN by twenty one percent? I don't know the exact numbers, but I know that ratings haven't been great. Those are, I think, the exact numbers. But yeah, which I don't know I why, because th- personally, this is th- I think this is the best NBA season. That I can recall. It's because two of the most marketable stars are hurt. That's why. Uh, who's the second? Katie. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, and then Clay too. I mean, it's because, like, the most marketable team disband- was dismantled. The most marketable stars are hurt. You know what? Steph is currently the face of the NBA, and he's not playing. You know what's really sad is when you go to look at the national TV schedule and you realize that, like, none of them are good because of injuries and, like, just, like, teams weren't what they expected. Yeah. It's, like, like I think the third most, uh, the team with the third most national televised games is uh, the freaking Pelicans because they thought Zion was going to be healthy. Yeah. No? Okay. It's sad. It is just sad. Okay, I'm going to actually look up what the statistic is for the ratings because I don't think it's that high, whatever you said it was. I don't think it's that high. No, I think it's something like 22 and 19%. Like TNT, I think it's uh, 22. So and ESPN, the leagues, I think it's 19. The, the league's TV ratings at ESPN are down 19%. Yeah, and is. on TNT, they're down 22. And that is on the Chicago Tribune. It's a reliable source. That's, that's high. That that's not like high high, but that's like drastically high, and I don't I don't know why they're they're that low because this is the best NBA season I can remember. It's definitely the most parody, but I don't know. Can't stress enough the face of the league's out. The I don't think the, the face of the out. league is out. The face of the league is LeBron James. No, the, if you're smart, the face of the league is LeBron James. But if you're a little kid, or if you're like someone who's like. Under 25, Steph's your guy. Yep. Like I said, there's two household names in the NBA, and it's Steph and LeBron. Yeah. Um, but I I like this idea because I think that, like I said, it gets viewership up, and it just – I think that, like, if you just add a playoff atmosphere early on, it gets it, – it, it gets it excited. It gets players invested. I think it's that thing. It should get players invested because who doesn't want to win a – who doesn't want to win, a, like, a, like, a, like, a tournament? And it just, uh, yeah. and it just gives it just. Uh, I think that's just like a tournament that like the 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 championship. You can like you can have it be like like a like just another championship. Like you put the Raptors. Oh, like they won the 
the, the like the B cup instead of the A one. Like it's like. I would really, really love to see them implement it, and maybe you do something interesting with like the how you seed it and like everything like that. That's fair. All right. So the next story I uh would want to talk about is players that more people should be talking about because I think that there are so many players that the media spends so much time talking on talking about that I would really love to see them shut the fuck up about. Like, I don't like how much people talk about Melo. I think the more you, which is fine because we talk about Melo, but I think the more you talk about him, the more power you give him. And I don't want Melo to have any, like to get any more of these fucking player of the week awards. Yeah, no, I agree there. So I have, uh, I have a list. I have some list of just names I've just rattled off off the top of my head on, on right here. But like, just do you have any that come to mind when you, players more people should be talking about for either one reason or another? Um, in terms of good reasons, uh, some people I have in mind are Jonathan Isaac, Bam okay. Adebayo, Paul well, Millsap. Do you want to just talk about each one first, or just? Well, I'm just gonna give you an overview real quick. Yeah, yeah. Jonathan Isaac, okay, fine, I'll I'll give, like, a summary. Jonathan Isaac, currently one of the candidates for Defensive Player of the Year, improving on offense, he can hit a three occasionally. I do do like that he's adding a three to his game. Bam Adebayo, uh, when Jimmy Butler was out, he was their best player. He low-key was an MVP candidate for, like, two weeks until Butler came back. Like, like, Like three games. He was an MVP candidate. The same way Joakim Noah was an MVP candidate in 2014. That's not the same at all. Joakim right, Noah was Andrew carrying Wiggins, a friend. Yeah. Andrew Wiggins, I have Andrew Wiggins. an apology from me. I have Andrew I'm Wiggins sorry, on my Andrew list. I, I, he deserved an apology from me too. Uh, he's on my list. I did not – because, like, he had a really good rookie year and then just became a zombie. And now he's, he's 24 years old. And he feels like he's 35. I feel like he's been in the league for 10 years. I feel like I just keep seeing him be mediocre. And now I think he's like fifth in scoring. And there are, and he's on like a... He's absolutely not fifth in scoring. I'm pretty sure he's in the top 10. I don't even know if he's in top 10. I can look this up right he's now. Averaging, he's averaging 25 a game, about. 24, I can look this up right now. They're in a tight one right now with the Mavericks. Oh, well, they're down seven with a minute left. They're done. Okay. Wiggins is okay. I was I was off by three. He's thirteenth in scoring. Yeah, I, good for him. I said he was top ten, but still thirteenth in scoring. Pretty good. And um, the person who's fourth on the list, yep. in scoring is also on my list. Bradley Beal. Yeah, but my thing, my contention with him is that he's just on a garbage franchise. Yeah, but he's averaging twenty eight seven in like three, and people loved Devin Booker last year when his team barely scratched twenty wins. Yeah. No. I do feel I feel bad for him. I would have loved to have seen him leave because he could be the cornerstone piece of a really interesting team if he has if he has the pieces around him, which he has never had. There was that one good year when the Wizards had that playoff series with the Celtics, and that was their peak in Bradley Beer's tenure with the Wizards. Anyone who thinks anyone who thinks that Bradley Bill has not been the best Wizard since like 2015 needs to take a Rorschach test. Like, you're insane if you don't think Bradley Beal's been the best player on that team since, like, 2016-ish. Yeah, he has been. Because, yeah, who, who was, would it be, the corpse of John Wall? <laughs> what's, what's, what's that guy that they have on that team? Ah, whatever. The Wizards are just, oh, I, I, feel, I feel really bad for Bradley Beal. I, I, I would have loved to have seen him sign somewhere interesting. Um, 
I have two more underappreciated guys. Well, three more, I guess. Yep. Uh, I, I'm just going to list them off real quick. Yep. Well, no, four more, technically. Jesus uh, Christ. I got Paul Millsap, Josh okay. Richardson, and the Bogdanoviches. The uh, Boban and Boyan? Yeah. Which, there are just so many of the same names. There's Boban, Marjan, Boban, what, what's, what's it, Boban Bogdanovich? Boban Marjanovic. Boban yeah. Marjanovic, Boyan Bogdanovich, and then Bogdan Bogdanovich. It's like, are you kidding me? Are you yeah, fucking? Well, how, many, how many John Smiths are there? That's not the same thing. That's not the same thing. In their, in their thing. country, it is. Okay. Either way, um, I I the, my favorite of the of the Bogdanovich is, is is Boyan is the one on the Jazz. Yeah, he's good. Even though I think that uh, I think that Bogdan can be a little streaky, I do think that he should be better than how he has been over the past over the past season. Like the, like I did not expect the Kings to be behind the Timberwolves, behind the Suns. Like I thought that they were gonna be like coming out of the gate hot. Do you? I, how much of the Kings' failures do you think is Luke Walton? I would like to think zero. I think the Kings overachieved last year, and I think they're slightly underachieving this year. Um, I don't know how much blame that puts on the coach, but yeah. No, just because they started off 0-5, and, and then people were talking about, like, oh, he's going to get fired again, which I, I, like, I like Luke Walton. I think he's a pretty good coach. Um, he's not as good as Frank Vogel, but he's a good coach. Um. So Paul Millsap, what do you, I, I don't I don't watch a lot. Of, he's on the Jazz, right? No, what? No? Paul Millsap was on the Jazz like eight years ago. See, I forget. He's, these on, the, he's on the Nuggets. No, that's what I fucking meant. I meant the Nuggets. Oh, I'm an idiot. He's on the Nuggets. I I the Nuggets are that team that I just hate to watch. I don't know what it is. I just don't like watching them play basketball. Well, Jokic is having an off year. He's I, having again, a very I'm, off year. I'm convinced he's just not trying, but that's just me. Um, I think there's a no. bunch of people on the Nuggets that you could say are very underappreciated. Jamal Murray. Uh, I think Jamal Murray's appreciated. Um, um, my thing with what... Oh, okay. What happened now? Nothing. I got a FaceTime. Sorry. Uh, what I think, just to go quickly to that thing about uh, Jokic, um, is that I think that he, for the first time, like, carried his team to the, the, to the two-seat of the playoffs, brought them to the Western Conference semifinals, and then he came back and said, shit, I have to do that again? And just didn't realize how hard it would be to be, like, the, fran- the franchise player of, a, of, like, a playoff contender. And he's just experiencing that right now. He just didn't think it'd be this difficult. Um, but Paul Millsap, I think he's a very reliable guy. He is a veteran who actually is still kind of, like, not just, like, limping around. He's still doing things. Uh, who are the other people that you talked about? Uh, Josh Richardson. I, I don't really know much about him, I'm going to be honest. He's shooting like 47%, knocking down threes. He's a big – okay, if Josh Richardson wasn't able to shoot, the Sixers would really have no shooting right now. That, that, that's accurate, but how many how – many, is he shooting a lot? I don't think he's getting I the ball. He's shooting six, I think he's shooting six threes a game. Okay, so that, that's a good point. I just feel like uh, – yeah, that, I feel like if he wasn't on the, on the Sixers that they'd be a lot worse than they, than they are currently underperforming still. Um. He was on the Heat, right? Yeah, he was part of the sign and trade with Butler. Yeah, which that's a whole thing. I could do a whole two hours on that. Um, so the people I the first person I have is Demontis Sabonis. Yep. He is. And Brogdon. He is an all star. 
yep. I, he's an all-star vote. Currently, I don't think Ben Simmons makes the all-star team. I um, would agree. Uh, Brogdon, uh, Malcolm Brogdon and Demontis Simonis are, granted, they, they're, they haven't had the best, um, I mean, the most impressive wins. They're still, I think, sixth in the East with 14 and 7, but they, they, are, they haven't been beaten like stand-up teams, but they're performing. Sabonis is averaging more points and rebounds than Jokic. Brogdon is, yeah, I think, eighteen and thirteen. Yeah, eight, I think he's eighteen and fourteen, and like a half. Um, no, but, eighteen and thirteen point one. Okay, you looking at it? Yeah. All right, but eighteen and thirteen point one—that's ridiculous. Yeah, honestly, the uh, the Pacers won the Paul George trade. Uh, long term, because Paul George is no longer on the team. Well, no, especially because the Thunder never paid it, made it past the first round with them. But anyway. if you're gonna, if you're gonna, I think that if you're the Thunder and they say like, like we don't regret that because like they should oh, have no, been, yeah. they sh- the, that Thunder team should have been a top three, two team in the West. They should have never traded for Carmelo. That's what screwed them the first year. They didn't trade for him, did they? Yeah, they traded Enos Cancer and a few other guys for Carmelo. <sighs> Who are your other players, your underappreciated players? Um, so, Demontis Simonis is insane. Nobody knows who he is. I just want to talk more about it because nobody knows who this guy is. His dad's literally a Hall of Famer. Yeah, but they don't know who he is. All right. Yeah. Uh, Montrez Harrell. Yep. Because he, once once his free agency is up, that dude needs to get paid because he is a cornerstone player of the Clippers. He is, he's just in a, he's just a competitor. There's just a few guys in this league that are competitors and a, and just a fighter. He's one of them. Um, I have Jaron Jackson Jr. Because I feel like people just kind of forgot about him. He's a, he's a good young guy. I think he's 20 years old. Um, I think he and John Morant are going to be able to, if they get another like guy in there, they're going to be interesting. They're going to be part of Grit and Grind 2.0. Um, the next is Andrew Wiggins, who we already talked about. I owe an apology. I would love to see... Uh, them like the just the Timberwolves succeed this year just because I really want Joel Embiid to eat his words because I just fucking hate Joel Embiid and how he acted like such like such a tough guy during that whole Joel Embiid Carlton Town scuffle. It's like just shut shut your fucking mouth. I want Wiggins to average fifty points a game and then to go to the finals, just 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 to have uh Joel Embiid just eat so much crow. Um, next is Jabari Parker. Because he was a guy coming out of college, I think it was a top three pick, and then tore his like MCL, ACL, came back, tore the other one. He's he has a he's he's coming back. He's like having a redemption story, and he's playing pretty good. Granted, albeit for a pretty shitty team. Um, anything you have to say about any of these guys? I agree with most of them. Okay. Uh, my next is Devontae Graham. Yep. Who is again? What, this guy I didn't know who he was until this year, and he's he went to Kansas. He's is he was is he a rookie? No, his second year. Second year, so he, he must have been like a, like a senior when he left Kansas. Uh, Cause, cause I he, believe he was a junior or senior. Yeah, because yeah, he was old. a senior. Yeah, uh, but he's averaging better numbers than Terry Rozier, who's their who they're paying like fifteen something million dollars, twenty million dollars a year. 20. Yeah, and he like he's looking he's looking like a legit player. Granted, albeit a shitty team, but he's looking legit. I think he's like top ten in assists. No, um, but I, well, I, he might be, but I know he's top five in three pointers made. That's insane. Like, and nobody talk. I think that just like 
my thing is that people aren't talking about these guys because they're not on great teams. But still, yeah. I, I, like, you got to show respect. Devontae Graham's balling. Um, a player I don't have on the list, but who I just remembered, who I think more people should talk about, Spencer Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie. I'm literally looking at him right now. He just put up, like, 20. Spencer Dinwiddie right now is an all-star. Uh, okay, I, I don't know about that. You don't think he's an all-star? I'd have to see. I'd have to see. He's averaging twenty one and six on a playoff team in, on the on a playoff team. He's more of an all star than Kyrie Irving is. Kyrie Irving's played six as games. Of right, yeah, as of right now, he well, how many games has Kyrie played? I th- I think he's played less than ten. What well, can you Kyrie please fact check played, me? I'm looking at it right now. He's played a, yeah no at, on the Brooklyn Nets. Dinwiddie's the all star. Dinwiddie's right the all star, and I think overall he's an all star. Maybe. Um. My next is sh- he's my last, and then I have one person who I think more people should talk about in terms of his regression. But my my next for a good is Shea Gilgis Alexander. Yep. Who I I I really um I feel bad because he's on a bad team, but I think that he has a very very bright future in this league. I where did he where is he from? Kentucky, dude. Kentucky. Yes. Jesus Christ. Um. I did not know his name until he was playing for the Clippers. Um, I don't know what he's averaging or anything like that, but I just remember he had 18, a very five and three. That's really good. Uh, well, he's it's pretty efficient, I think. Um, on a team with another uh, ball dominant guard, yeah, uh, who's like forty years old, Shea Gilgeous Alexander is, and he has a cousin on the Pelicans, or like that, or like a brother or something like that. Um, is that Walker Alexander? Walker Alexander, yeah. Yeah, Nikhil. Nikhil, yeah. yeah. Um, I um I know who your regression player is. Who's my regression player? Hmm? Who's my regression player? It's one hundred percent Ben Simmons. It is Ben fucking Simmons. He is he is not going to make the All Star team this year. He is down in points and assists. He's up in rebounds, but he should and he should just. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna double check everything I'm saying just because I don't want to be wrong about this player that I hate so much. He's averaging 13 points, 7 rebounds, 8.4 assists. So I was wrong. He's up in assists, down in rebounds. But he has finally made a three. Um, Good for you. Just, oh, my God. I hate him so much. He's How how are you going to average 13 points? 13 points? He's shooting the ball uh, a, a career low. 10 attempts a game, which is lower than he did his rookie year and his second year. I don't know how you do that when you have nobody on your team. That is the, – the, the Sixers are the most top-heavy team of, like, contenders. Out of all the contenders, they're the most top-heavy team. Maybe the Lakers. But yeah. I, I don't – Ben Simmons, I just, I just don't – I don't get how you I – don't, I don't get it. Any any words on Ben Simmons? No, I think he'll get it back up. I don't. I'm assuming he's not on your uh, quarter season awards list then. If there was a most deproved player, he would be on my most deproved. So I kind of forgot we had to do that. I think we're running well on time. So that brings us to our quarter season awards. Let's just well, we'll do. Just run through it quick. Run through. Oh, I mean, all right. So uh, start off. I don't so most improved. I mean, most improved. Who do you got for most improved? Uh, Sabonis. 
Sabonis, I can get. I'm I'm still on the Fred Van Vliet train. That's a good one. Just I think Sabonis because Sabonis was still like a relevant piece of that team. Whereas Fred Sabonis went Sabonis went from fourteen and nine to eighteen and thirteen. Yeah, I don't know Fred Van Vliet's stats off the top of my head, but I think he's something like eighteen and seven right now. He's averaging roughly, uh, but he's only shooting forty one percent. I think he shouldn't play well from three though. Um, yeah, he is. But yeah, so, but I would love to see Sabonis win that. Um, yeah, my pick before the season was shy, and I still think he has a chance. I could see it, but I think he's got a lot of work to do. Whereas I think these two guys have a very good chance. Um, for defensive player of the year, I'm Marcus Smart, hands down. Jonathan Isaac. No. The dude's averaging two and a half blocks and almost a steal and a half per game. I don't care. Anthony Davis is also up there. I'd say either Jonathan Isaac or Anthony Davis for me. Yeah, it's just, Gobert is also always a candidate. So I'd say those three. But I think that giving it a center, giving it to a big man is kind of redundant because they just sit in the paint and just block shots. Whereas Marcus Smart is actually actively defending one through five. He's going to guard the best player on each team. He, he, I mean, yes, Giannis had a pretty good night when they played them, but he won them the game because he was defending Giannis so good that Giannis got a technical foul because he was so pissed off. It's like... That was also a month and a half ago. So? I'm just saying, like, that you can't point to just one game. I'm just Also, Jonathan Isaac does defend multiple positions, and Anthony Davis can guard most guards. They're not guarding one through five, and they're not going to get... The, Marcus Smart, he Marcus takes Smart charges. Marcus Smart gets eaten alive guarding actually good big men. He's the defense player of the year. So give me a definitive pick. I'm saying Marcus Smart. I'll say right now, I'll say... Davis? I'll say Jonathan Isaac. Okay. People are pulling the Greek freak train. I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, I mean, he's good, but and he's important. But I just feel like there it's unfair to give it to someone who, like, takes – I don't know. It's like defense isn't even his thing. He's just good at it. Yeah. I don't even know who I would say for sixth man of the year. Um, I'd say either Montrez or Lou. I, I just sick and tired of giving it to Lou Will because he should be a starter. Take it up with the Clippers brass. But the, I think the thing that they're saying is they, they put him on the bench so they can play more minutes, and I think it's prolonged his career and his longevity because he's not playing 30-something minutes a game. He's playing like 26, 27. But he's playing all his minutes in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so, yeah. Um, and now, most valuable player of the league. I have my pick. Who I have a couple people I could say. Who, who are you going to pick? Oh god, dude! I mean, I, I, I can't give it. I can't give it to LeBron when he has another top ten player on the. That's that's my argument for him is that he, he um, they cancel. Even though out. LeBron's playing great, and if you take LeBron off the Lakers, they're the Pelicans two point from like two years ago. Um, I can't give it to Luca, only because I just honestly I gotta. It's either Giannis or Harden, and right now for me it's Harden. For me, it's Luka Doncic. The, the, this, he just shows up every night and just balls the fuck out. Without him, they'd be in, like, like, like 13th place. He yeah, is, I mean, he, that's how I feel with Harden. I, I, I mean, I think Luka has a way better supporting cast. You know that I think that I looked it up? Harden, I, don't think, I don't think Russell Westbrook's good at basketball anymore. I do. I, and I, you know me. I love Westbrook. I, it, okay, he just is 
and maybe it's the system or maybe he needs to have more time I just think Harden is doing things that I can't ignore. Uh, Luca would be my third pick. I would go Harden, slightly, slightly, like point oh one percent above Giannis, and then Luca third, LeBron fourth, and then I gotta give up uh, Pascal Siakam the nod at five. See, I would go Luca one. Very close is is, uh, is Giannis. Three is LeBron. Four is Pascal Siakam, and then if I have to, I'd give James Harden five. But I would never, ever, ever want to see that trophy in James Harden's hands, ever. Has he won? Yeah, he was the MVP yep, yep. before Giannis. He was the MVP before Giannis. Um, I, I just, I, I like the Rockets just because I like Russell Westbrook, and I do like that they just they have their system, and I like the Bucks because they have their system. But I do think that the Rockets need to change up the system a little bit because it's not working too well. Just trying to run people out of the gym when your two stars are shooting like. 15% from three, that's not, that's, not, that's not good. When both your starts are high-volume shooters who are not shooting the ball well, you're going to lose games if you try to get in a, in, a, in a shootout with the Clippers or the Celtics or the Bucks. It's like... Plus, Luka Doncic is 20 years old. This man is tooling grown men in the league. He averaged a triple double for a month. It's like, he's doing great. I'm not arguing. I think that's a fine pick. I'm not arguing. I wouldn't be pick. surprised if they finish higher than they are right now. Pretty sure they're fourth. I wouldn't be surprised if they finish higher. Maybe. I think Pascal Siakam needs to get more love. The only problem yeah. is that he has nights where he goes like, like six of six from three. Then has nights where he goes like two of eight. Yeah, but it happens. Also, just fun. Giannis went four of eight tonight from three. Yeah, and that was after going three of four from three. Just like slowly but surely, he's just increasing the percentage. He's not going to be a guy who's shooting a bunch of threes a game, but he's gonna he's gonna hit. Yeah, them. but Kobe wasn't. He Giannis gonna hit threes. Um, the Bucks are nineteen and three. Okay. Yeah, they they are the definition of a regular season team. So you don't see where do you see them exiting? Uh, depending on the seeding, either Eastern Conference semifinals or Eastern Conference finals. I think if they finish one or two, they're going to get a second-round exit. All right. And that wraps up this episode. Um, you uh, will try to get another one in. Usually I try to get them in in a week, but we've kind of been late just because we're, I don't know, I have finals. It's getting kind of hectic. Finals. So maybe the next time we record this, it can be actually – you can be in studio, and we don't have to Skype in. Yeah. All right. And that'll do it. And come check us out next week.